the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. exactly what your question was there but let me just say that I totally agree with you that student debt and student loans are a of grave concern um, I talked about that during my confirmation hearing and uh, I feel no differently now in fact I probably feel more strongly about the critical nature of the increasing student debt so you're your budget increases the interest burden of students. Your budget freezes the Pell Grant so they have to borrow more. Your the budget doesn't budget give them actually, public loan forgiveness. The budget actually gives uh, students a really defi- well-defined and um, new way to address their student loans long-term, their student debt long-term thr- long through income-driven repayment plan that would cap the repayment at of their discretionary income and after 15 years for undergraduates would be paid off. So it's a really specific plan that will allow students to um, address this. But I think the question and and the issue is a much broader one. And I think that um, in the context of your discussions around a higher ed bill and higher ed reauthorization or starting afresh, um, this is a real area of concern and one to address. We haven't done a good job of... Well, the debate continues, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, of course, is uh, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos being right. drilled by Dick Durbin, right? Right. And, you know... We're in our back to school series right. here at the. And who Financial- sings that? We don't. I know the song. 
<laughs> but I do not know the artist. Carrie, you're you're kidding me, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, uh, you're gonna you've never you don't know who I know who the, I've heard the song many times. I wonder I, if any of the malicious millennials in the studios this morning know who sings that song. Okay. Um, let me see if I can give you a clue. Okay. Um, they're one of my personal favorites. Okay. I play them all the time on okay. the show. Um, I've attend. I just I've attended their concerts. I just don't remember them. Um, okay. And you know, sometimes if you do, I do remember at one time being at the concert, and there was an inflatable pig flying across the top. Is that any clues? No. All right. You actually went to one of their concerts. Oh, Pink Floyd. There See, you go. I don't remember because I stayed probably all of ten minutes and was shocked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, Very shocked. <laughs> anyways, I didn't hear really any of the songs. Wow, well, it's a holiday weekend, Carrie. Let's right. just talk. Like, can we? I wish you know. Uh, what else is going? Burning Man. Is it too late to get a ticket to Burning Man? That's this weekend. Remember on the oh, that's right on yeah, the desert, Black Rock Desert. Yeah. Um. Um. But anyway, so back to now. We got to talk about you know we were talking right. about student loan debt, right? And Betsy DeVos, you know, she's taking a lot of heat, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And because student loan debt is out of control. Um, and the, it's not an easy fix. The default rate is staggering. Um, latest stats say, you know, 30% of student loan borrowers can't keep up with debt just after six years. Um, you know, the, the, the college costs just keep going up. So, and we're coming up, and right. we're coming up to an election season. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if this will be on the agenda. I don't know. They have plenty on the agenda. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are a financial educational radio talk program here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We're here to give our listeners helpful information about issues that may impact their financial life. And that's whether you're working or you're lucky enough, hopefully, to already be in your retirement years. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm is what you think of as a traditional financial planner that provides people objective and unbiased analysis and recommendations based on what they're trying to accomplish, their assets, their income, growth rates, inflation, taxes, and putting it together so that people have clarity on knowing what they can't afford to spend when they can retire. If they're in retirement, how do you create the cash flow you need for spending as tax efficiently as possible? And instead of just, you know, letting things fall where they may, and maybe things are okay, how do we make it better? And I know one of our philosophies is use the government's money when you can. And it's not about, um, it's really about, being proactive and planning ahead so that you're not unnecessarily overpaying in taxes and creating that and making good choices so that you're creating future tax efficient income. And we always talk about on the show, it's about using opportunities and avoiding potential traps. And um, often people do that. And We've been around for more than 30 years in the greater Cleveland area um, and lucky enough to work sometimes. Uh, we've had long-term clients, but we have worked with our children of, of our clients. And in some cases, even now, we're getting into the grandchildren of our original clients. And we are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. We are also Super Service Award winners of Angie's List. And we offer a free consultation for people who want to come in and see how our process is different. Um, we believe in 
comprehensive, customized, coordinated plans, and we're very different than many advisors. We believe advisors should be talking to one another. We use a lot of examples, real examples of cases we run into time and time again, and we offer a free consultation. We'll sit down with you, talk about what you're concerned about, what your potential issues are, and if and how we may be able to help you, and we have hourly planning and retainer comprehensive planning options. We also have some planning classes coming up this fall, um, which are right around the corner um, coming up quickly now that um, August is over and now we're into September. Um, We have September 18th at 3 p.m. in Middleburg Heights is our class. If you're 59 and a half or older and have IRAs, company plans, retirement plans, or similar assets, we're talking about the positives and negatives of these assets. We'll talk about rules when it comes to these assets, costly mistakes, misconceptions, also show you an example in the class workbook how minimum required distribution often creates more tax dollars for the government. And in some cases, in many cases, it's not the best plan for you. And you can design your own distribution plan. We're going to talk about the difference between Roth contributions versus Roth conversions and um, much more. And that, again, is September 18th at 3 o'clock at Middleburg Heights. Then on October 3rd at 6 p.m. in Independence is our evening class for people who are already retired or people who are thinking about their future retirement and about issues that impact your lifestyle and long-term financial stability, um, rising health care costs, inflation, market volatility, taxes, spending, and how do you put all this together? We'll talk about retirement rules that are often misused and misunderstood um, and costly mistakes and financial disruptors. And how do you address all these things and put it together? Um, They're both free to attend. They're great handouts included. We do ask that you pre-register. Both places have limited seating and we always want to make sure that we have enough handouts and seats available. So you can register now. You can go online to financial foodforthought.com for the classes or we have a button there also for the free consultation or you can call the estate planning team. We won't get back to you till Tuesday morning since we are off on Monday at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You're listening to Mark Dolly and Kara Waddell and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 33 years. And we have built a lot of college funding plans Mm -hmm. over those decades, right, Carrie? And it's never easy. And we've done it for parents, grandparents. And sometimes we have uncles or great aunts that maybe don't have kids, but they want to help a little bit because they're starting to see, hey, I have this pile of money and I'm spending and doing all the things, but I really love my nieces and nephews and I'd like to help out, maybe do a little bit of help. Because what we're seeing is that the student loan debt, it's just escalating at a pace that no one ever thought. Right. And Fidelity came out this week and did a study and saying parents are expecting because of the rising college costs, because maybe they lost uh, money in 2008. Um, They said, and still some people haven't recouped at all, or they went into more safe positions. So they're still slow to come back. Um, That parents are expecting kids to foot more of the college bill now more than ever. So what do you think? How are kids who don't have are going to fund it through student loans? So I think it's just a snowballing issue. And and Carrie, the other thing, too, is that's because the parents today have their own student loan debt. Right. 
you know, the, Ouch. the the depression kids didn't have any of their own student loan debt. No. And chances are their kids didn't have any uh, student loan debt. Mm-hmm. But the baby boomers have their own student loan debt and their kids have student loan debt. Right. That's um, huge. And, you know, and, and if you don't believe, I mean, that's one of the fastest growing defaults is, is that the baby boomers are defaulting on their mm-hmm. student loan debts. Um, you know, not everyone's filing, you know, uh, f- uh, following the Dave Ramsey plan where no debt. All right. As a matter of fact, you know, there, there's a 64% of Americans who died today are dying with debt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot. Um, you know, and, and part of that is student loan debt. Well, if you follow the fire movement, then it would be a non-issue. But right. even if I'm the following. The financial independent, retire right. early. Yeah, because. Well, but guess what? Maybe I have student loan debt, so I can't follow that plan. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's what we talked about. That's what we've been talking about. You know, I mean, if uh, and we'll be keep we'll keep on this subject for a, a few weeks. Um, remember, you can always go back and if you want to catch our last week's episode um, where we started this topic, um, you can always go to the radio. Uh, sh- uh, what am I trying to say, Carrie? The podcast, the radio at, show website. Website. At thank you. WHK Radio at fourteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Right. The answer. You go there and you click on local podcasting and our previous shows, as well as all the other get, you know uh, talk show programs on the weekend or, or podcast, mm-hmm. and you can catch the previous shows. But you know, we were saying that, um, you, you know, the fact that you know the student loan debt that even if you don't have your own student loan debt, it doesn't mean this could be an issue to you mm-hmm. because if the government has to bail out the student loans. Who's paying for it? Taxpayers. Yeah. And so much for permanent tax cuts. And, you know, (laughs) and if they're, if they're going to make college and and again, we're talking about the upcoming elections, you know, part of the democratic, you know, they're saying that college education should be free, but I don't really think now (laughs) I I, I I agree. I think Harvard, I think Harvard would never have to charge a a student again. Yeah. Because of their endowments. However, why should it be free? Well, Whoever said you're entitled to a good ed, you you know. Right. And just making it free doesn't mean making people are going to graduate anymore and, and quicker. Um, oh, if you make it free, maybe people will extend it too. What's the incentive to finish early? Or Right. But there's a lot of other things. A lot of people think that the big corporation should be playing a bigger role. Um, meaning, and they have. A lot of them have stepped up. Walmart, right. Amazon. You know, they're saying, hey, we can't get enough skilled workers. Right. Okay. We have job openings, but people are coming to see us. They have high school degrees. They ain't cutting it. Right. Okay. Um, well, yeah, employees are, employers have done that, but sometimes. Right. So there's these, now there's other programs outside right. of self-funding or using government loans mm-hmm. to say, okay, these private institutions are saying, okay, if you come, if you go to the courses we want you to go to, mm-hmm. you know, we'll help you pay for the school. Or here's the other option, which I'm going to thank one of our listeners sent me, which I appreciate emails, where the if you want free education, you can join the military. There you go. There you go. You get free education or at least a huge, you know, you get the um, money to go back to school right. by making the commitment. That's a, that's we do already have a program. That was the meme was about like we already have a program for free education. Whether you choose to do it or not is up to you. Right, and you know now, so we'll talk. We'll continue talking about that. But you know the idea is, um, you know, the problem is it's it's a spiraling, you know, mm-hmm. deficit problem because what what we see, what we now know, what they tell us 
is that when your college student graduates with you know twenty to forty thousand dollars of student loan debt, that's a big hit against their credit report, mm-hmm. right? And so what we find, or what we now they're telling us, is those students, those graduates, are having a hard time getting mortgages. Mm-hmm. They're putting off marriage because they they don't think it's right to get marriage with and and putting that type of debt burden right. on their spouse, their newly spouse. Um, they can't even get auto loans in their own name because they can't get through, you know, because they have too much debt on their books. Right. So it's it's so something has to be done. What? I have no idea. Right. Um, I don't think it's going to be an easy fix or an easy answer. So, you know, we'll talk about let's see what else is going on. Um, want to talk a little bit about uh, Social Security elections, um, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, a lot of. You know, Susie Orman. Are you a Susie Orman fan? I don't, no, no, not no. really. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. she sells a lot on QVC, right. and and she's well loved by the right. media, and you know, um, I, and, and I get it. She's made a lot of money. Right. God bless her. You know, she's living on Idyllic Island. With, you know, with her with her partner. You know, it's yeah. beautiful. Have you ever seen her place? No, I have it, not. It's, it's like paradise. Good for her. Um, you know, and you know, but. She made some news, okay, because she's now coming out and saying that nobody should think about taking Social Security before age 70. By the way, she says, you might as well work to age 72. Oh, that's really I mean, realist. not 70, okay. 70 also. But in planning and really recommendations, there are rarely any absolutes to say nobody should. Well, what about the reality is people can't physically maybe you have health or mental issues that you can't work till 70 maybe you have a spouse or some other family member that you have to stop working to take care of right and and i i understand what she's saying maybe you don't want to work till 70 you know but you know but that's one of the problems i have with you know someone as high up in the in the industry as her because how many people listen to her? Right, How lots. could she possibly say anything that any every single listener says, oh, she's talking to me? Right. Well, and by the way, who says you're going to have a job? Maybe the company is not going to employ you at 70. Oh, well, hmm. th- you know, Companies get a job. Don't, right. Um, you know, but whatever, you know. And so now here's the issue. Um, we have the robots. You know, any professional you go to today chances are they have the professional software that can run the break-even analysis for Mm -hmm. you. As a matter of fact, if you come in for one of our free consultations, even if you don't become an estate planning team client, um, you know, if you want us to run the analyzer for you, we'll do it. And you can walk walk home with that. Um, If you've never seen a professional one, and again, I'm not talking about one you find on the internet. Okay, that right. that you know that gives that's oversimplifies that it. gives you one you know like no, I'm talking about a professional one, right? right. Um, and and also and it's customized also customized, by the way, right. based on what parameters you want to use, how right. long and, you think and, you want to live, and, and so, what's yeah, the spread? Yeah, because a lot of times, see, that's a problem right now with the robots, Gary. See, see, the robot may forget to ask you a few questions. Mm-hmm. You know, so so when we have a, a, a client coming in and the, and and they want the Social Security analyzer run, we have a little discussion about how mm-hmm. we're going to run it or how many different variants are we going to give right. the, the robot. 
And, and so we can get a spread and say, okay, you know, and, and in other words, obviously it's based on when you say you're going to die, right? It's, Which is it's a, a guess. It's a break even. But why don't we put a little spread on that? Like, right. You know, why don't you say, okay, age 85, Mark? Well, maybe we'll I'll tell a robot, well, what happens if it happens anywhere between 80 and 90? Which means, yeah, which a lot of times we'll say, okay, what if you die five years sooner or five years later? Or maybe it is a situation, your unique situation that you know, or let's say there's a a big difference in in you and your spouse's ages. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, well, Mark, I'm going to go, I'm going to die at 80, but my wife, she's going to go to 95. And by the way, she's five years younger than me. Well, that's a, you know, so we we don't tell the robot that you're, you know, we tell the robot, okay, these are the different dates of death. When the first that's going to occur and when the second that's going to occur so that's how you customize it but um but you know the point is but you know and again but if you tell the robot that you're going to live or you're both going to live to 90 or 95 chances are it's going to tell you to wait till age 70 right because it's going to you know because it's just that's the break even the question is when does the robot tell you how quickly would you have to die before it would change its recommendation you got to run those scenarios right? and um, and by the way i know this comes back to her recommendation on delay it what if I need Social Security to support my living expenses? You know, I- and Karen, that's a good question. But here's the point there. If 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 you really think that you're going to live to 90 or 95. Right. And you did your financial plan correctly. Mm-hmm. And you built in a realistic conservative uh, mm-hmm. assumptions for expenses, um, as well as, you know, in and in, you're following Susie Orman and saying, I'm not right. going to start Social Security at age 70. Okay. But you're saying, well, no, you can't, and you find out you can't afford that, right? Right. Because you don't have enough other assets to provide cash flow, or you right. don't have one of those government pensions that's going to provide right. 100% of your salary, right? Um, that you can't find the cash flow to manage your, your lifestyle while right. you're waiting to age 70. Right. Okay. Well, in most of those circumstances, when I finish that thought with the, with the client, what we realize is you're not going to make it to age 90 anyways. Because if you don't have enough of a nest egg to defer Social Security right. age 70, if you think you're going to live to 90, right. chances are, even if you start Social Security at 62, you're not going to have enough money to last right. age 90. That's the sad truth. But we, but honestly, that happens where people, or we have people after the fact, well, I went ahead to take it because, one, I didn't believe it was going to be around, I'm going to take it, or I don't think I'm going to live as long. Although we have a group of clients that are now in their 80s and 90s that, by the way, didn't think they were going to get there. Right. And, you know, and and part of that is inflation. You know, you you have to when you're building a financial plan, you better be using a conservative, realistic amount of inflation. You know, we're in a period of rising interest rates. You know, we've been spoiled. Well, depending how you look at right. it, um, inflation has been low, but so is your CD rates, right? So it's a double-edged sword. But, you know, basically we're in a rising interest. You know, we'll get a September increase from the Fed. We'll probably get another one in December and it'll continue in the next year and the next year. Interest rates are going up. Um, now, you know, the, the new Fed chairman, Jerome Powell has, has, you know, come out and said, don't worry, people. I know how to do this. Okay. You know, I've got the Goldilocks solution. I know how to raise rates, not too fast, not too slow. So don't worry. Okay. All right. Um, other people are worried. Okay. Um, he's not. Isn't that um, true of just everything right now? You have economists say we should be worried. Other economists said things right. are rosy and great. Um, 
you know, and, and so, and, 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 you know, every, you know, everyone's familiar with the rule of 72. Well, you not only, you know, you can use that to say how much your assets would grow. You can also use that as a way to say what your expenses are going to grow at. You know, it's that same, you know, compounding interest type calculation. I got to remember to talk about, did you, have you seen the no. Browns and the rules? I got to talk no, about that. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see what else. So I'm going to talk a little about, remember me to talk about the Browns and, okay. and the rule of 72. Um, our our beloved Cleveland Browns. Um, let's say uh, I've got a rock and roll birthday okay. rumor for you on this Pink holiday Floyd. weekend. No, that wasn't <laughs> too easy. A girl rocker. Okay. Um, born on this date in 1957. Okay. So she'd be 61 years old. Um, pretty popular. Okay. Three Grammys. She's got a star on the Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. Um, she's won, you know, MTV video awards. She's one of VH1's top hundred greatest artists. All right. Okay. Um, the cut I'm going to play is from 1985. Okay. Then I'll probably I'm get sure it. I'm sure you've heard it. Um, it was her breakthrough hit. Okay. Worldwide hit. Okay. Um, reached 10, number 10 on the U.S. billboard, but worldwide, you know, stardom instant stardom um and let's see i'll give you one where was she born let's see if i can well, give you a clue help me. here like it i know might, where, i know might. where any rock and roll well here it is okay blue. all right uh cigar enthusiasts would have loved to be in her hometown the day she was born if her father was handing out homemade cigars Okay. Does that give you? No. No? Okay. Um, let me think about that. Um, okay. The um, A lot of people, you know, we were talking about the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, right? And, you know, one of the things is what we're saying is that um, it was a complicated law. Okay. And it's really, it, you know, we found that 2018 is a two-part tax season. Right. You know, the first part was to get your 2017 tax return done, right? Mm-hmm. And to make sure, and then you know whether you owe money or getting a refund. Okay. But you also now establish your previous year safe harbor in terms okay. of if you're trying to figure out how much estimated taxes you have to pay for the current year, right? And remember, we talk about, you know, there's two safe harbors you can use. You can use the previous year, previous year safe harbor, or you could go use a current year safe harbor. Okay. And, you know, the previous year safe harbor just says make sure you pay at least 100% of the previous year's tax, right? And you're covered, you know, okay. even if you end up owing money on April 15th, you won't be charged an underestimated interest penalty as long as you met the previous year safe harbor. So most software and most people follow that, you know, because that's mm-hmm. the simplest. Right. It takes the guesswork out and you know exactly, oh, if my last year tax was $5,000, I just got to know I have I have to have $5,000 withholding or I've got to right. make a timely quarterly estimates worth $5,000 mm-hmm. or a combination of the two, right. right? It's pretty simple. The only caveat to the 100% previous year rule is if in the previous year your adjusted gross income was in excess of 150000 then you have to bump it up to 110% for federal, right. all right? Now- um, but a lot of people say, are saying, well, Mark, perhaps, and this is where the two-part taxes it comes in, because a lot of people are saying, yeah, but I think my 2018 tax it's is going to be lower than 2017 because of the favorable tax law change. Okay, then you go under a current year safe harbor, which is a little trickier. Right, because now you've got to guesstimate every one of those lines on your right. tax return. Well, from- some of them are easy, Social Security. 
right? Pensions, or wages. You could probably judge or that. Or annuity payments. You know, some are not easy, like capital gains. Right. Uh, realize capital gains and losses. Or um, Schedule A, itemized deductions, because the new law really tampered with Schedule A. You know, we have the $10,000 salt, you know, cap. Mm-hmm. Miscellaneous was been eliminated. Okay. Um, so, you know, there. But the, but the idea is what we found is that we've really spent a lot of time and still spending time getting together with our clients, CPAs, and if they're using right. a tax professional, and we're saying, hey, instead of just putting everything away and, and see you next March, we're saying, no, let's keep the, let's keep last year's file out. And let's look and say, okay, do we have to change what we were planning on doing in 2018 based on a new tax law? By the way, if you're still working, your employer or if you're on a fixed pension, your custodian might have changed your withholding without your input. Right. Sometimes they do. We've had clients that do. Some cases they don't. Have you looked? Right. Have you? And so basically we're now saying, okay, you, you, you know, let's get a year to date withholding to see, you know, how much you've actually got in the tank, so to speak, so far. And let's extrapolate how much is being withheld per pay or per month, whatever you want to look at it, and see how much you'll have in at the end of the year. In the meantime, you know, let's, you know, you call your CPA and, you know, say, hey, throw me a bone here. Can you start building a 28 pro forma to say, how is the new law affecting me? I, I don't really care how it's affecting your neighbor. Right. How is it affecting you? Do you know? All right. Um, and, uh, you know, and, or by the way, should you be looking to take advantage of something in a new tax law? Right. Right. Um, Are you in a lower tax bracket? You know, um, now. And then in the meantime, you know, so once you get your 2018 pro forma, then you could say, okay, now you're in a better position to determine whether you should follow the previous year safe harbor rule or current year safe harbor rule. And now you adjust your withholding in the second half of the year accordingly. Mm-hmm. That would be a good, you know, exercise to go through if you don't want to want to end up owing like the uh, Congressional Budget Office is saying there's going to be 30 million Americans who are going to be short on withholding in this tax season. Um, or if you don't want to end up getting a big refund because you don't like the idea of giving the government an interest free loan. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now. The other thing, of course, what's really the complicating uh, or a complicated uh, complicated issue in new tax law is a small business credit. Okay, that's that twenty percent write off for pass through companies. Right. Clearly, right. Remember the corporate, the big corporations got their tax breaks. Right. And there was a lot of push to say, well, what about the small business owner, the Schedule right. C, the right. the limited partnership, you know, the self employed. Um, you know, the S corporation, you know, all the small business was what we consider that pass through, right? You know, the, the, your company's income gets passed through to you on your 1040. That didn't include you. If you were in that type of business structure, you weren't getting the benefit of the corporate tax breaks, right? Cause you're in a different tax system, right? So the idea was you guys were going to get a 20% small business tax deduction, okay. but there were a lot of caveats. Talk about, uh, you know, opening up a can of worm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, it wasn't to all small businesses. Um, and there were certain caps. There were certain high, you know, certain uh, industries that were excluded from the, the, the break. And then other industries, you know, lobbied Congress to get the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's been and it's a Wall Street, you know, attorney's um, dream or, you know, a pension plan. Right. Because people will be busy with this. Now, the guinea pigs are, you know, are going to get in trouble because right. um, some of the early 
uh, people that tried to, you know, take, you know, take advantage of the new law by doing some restructuring themselves, they may find they over, you know, did it a little bit. Mm-hmm. See, the problem was there's no regulations that came out, and right because there's no one working at the no, IRS, right, and no guidelines. Uh, but if, so, as, as soon as Congress, apl- you know, gave the IRS the 300 million they wanted, all of a sudden, guess what, Carrie? Guidelines came. We out got some guidelines and regulations before they didn't. Right now. Uh, one of the things about the new tax law, I think the Republicans failed in their idea to make it simple. Right. Okay. So the regulation, okay, just, you know, one regulation dealing with the 20% write off for small business, 184 pages. Okay. Sounds typical. 184 <laughs> pages. How clear is that going to be? I would guess it's going to be up for interpretation. All right. Um, So you may have to, you know, if you are looking to take advantage of that, the CPAs are going to be busy Mm -hmm. uh, and the tax attorneys are going to be busy and the IRS auditors, Gary, are going to be busy. I'm sure. All right. Um, All right. So I was talking about the rules. So uh, Cleveland Browns, right? So, um, I, I, so I, I've got the, uh, for a weird thing, because you know, my wife, God bless her, she, she somehow renegotiated by our cable bill, because our cable bill was just going through the ceiling. And we're, right. we're basically empty nesters. We don't watch TV, right? Mm-hmm. And the kids that we do have around the house anymore, Aren't when they're home? not at college, are just watching their screens. And, you know, right. they don't watch TV. They, it's, you know, it's so much more exciting. So, um, so anyways, part of their new deal we got a uh, free HBO for a while. Okay. Um, and so just out of coincidence, you know, the, you heard the show Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. which w- which was what HBO follows some preseason NFL football team. Right. Well, this year it happens to be the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Okay. Out coming off the O and 16 season, you know, they wanted the Browns. So it's, it's, been, it's been very entertaining. I've right. never even seen the show before. So I, I saw the first one, but it, it's funny. So there is this uh, Carl Nassib, who is who is a, a defensive lineman who's trying to gain a spot on the Cleveland okay. Browns, right? Um, defensive man. So he's in the first episode. It, it you know they just have you ever seen this show? No, I have. Okay, not. so it's just like a it's like a what am I trying to say? It's it's like a reality show, right? You know the camera guys just follow around in the locker room, the or locker room the on the field, field, you know whatever. You know they kind of highlight on the new right. rookie, you know the you know they um, follow the Baker story Mayfield of probably certain characters and the coaches and and all that. So they just cut from one scene to another. Right, you never really know what it's like real time, right? Right. So they cut and say, so you, 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 you're brought into this, you're brought into the, the, the locker room and the, and Carl Nassib's up at the whiteboard. Okay. Okay. And the rest of like the, the big defensive linemen are just kind of like sprawled out. They probably just dub, double sessions, right? You know, right. kind of just sprawled out, you know, with their feet up and stuff like that. And all of a sudden you start zero and he's trying to explain the rule of 72 to okay. the rookies. All right. Now, does everybody know what the rule of 72 is? Yeah. I thought everybody knew. Okay. Apparently, a lot of NFL players don't. And I, I don't know, Mark. I think a lot of people, there are a few that don't. Okay. 
quite um, a few. But I mean, if anyone should know this, the rule of 72, I would say NFL rookies learn the rule of 72. Right. And that's, and God bless Carl Nassau. Keep, keep, your, keep yourself out of trouble financially. That's what he was trying to do. Right. So he's up at the whiteboard and, he, and he's saying, and this is the first time these guys had ever heard it. They were like, what are you talking about? Um, and what he's trying to explain, you know, basically, if you're not familiar with the rule of 72, it's Albert Einstein's theory of compounding interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, remember, math doesn't break down, you know, and so Albert Einstein just, you know, when he was working on his own retirement plan, right, um, he came up with this rule. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it basically says, you, you, you know, if you, it, 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 if you invest a piece of money, right. uh, you know, let's say you invest $100,000. How long would it take your money to double? Okay. Assuming you're not spending any of it, right? Right. And so the idea is you take the magic number 72 and you divide by the rate of return you're assuming. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you took 72, if you're saying you're earning 10%, okay, you take 72 divided by 10. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's 7.2 years. Okay. So that says your money's going to double in 7.2 years. If you want to use a more conservative number. Right. Which people 10, use 10 because the math is easy. Right, but 10's a little aggressive. So if you use 5, your money's going to double in 14.4 years. Okay. Right? Um, and then it'll double in another 14 years, and it'll double in another 14 years. Theory of compounding interest, right? Right. And and that will tell you how big your nest egg will grow. So that's what you know Carl was trying to do. Right. Except he was using guess what number he was using. Ten. Well, first he was it was funny because you know you're, you're trying to listen to him and he's like first he's calling it the rule of seven. Then sometimes he's saying the rule of seventy two. And then he's saying you know what you do is you, you you know you're saying you so you just got a five million dollar contract. Okay, you take your first million and you invest it. And then you know in in seven years you got two million. In fourteen years you got four million. Okay, and he ran it up and said by the time you retire you're gonna have 40 50 million okay and you know and and these and these and you know these so his intentions were good to say hey save from the beginning right and you can just see you know so you'll never be broke and the and these and football players are looking at and they're like you know they're seeing 40 50 million and they're like how you know what is what is and so then but then they're like well wait a second where do you get 10 percent these days 10%, 10%, that means each and every year, by the way. Yeah, for the next 30 years. Wow, I want to know when um, you get 10%. And, and, and because, because Carl was saying, well, it's kind of like, you know, uh, you know, that you just put your money in the bank and you're golden. And they're like, wait, wait a second, my bank's not paying me 10%. And then he's like, well, no, no, I mean, you know, the stock market, guys, you know, the stock market's average 10% forever. <laughs> All right, so, so, so that was like, the, so every episode after that, someone's coming up to him and saying, hey, Carl, can you explain this to me again? Or, <laughs> or, you know, or, or like, you know, Carl, buddy, I mean, no one's guaranteeing you 10%. Right. I, I mean, you, that, that's an old number. You can't use that anymore. Right. And, and he's like, what do you mean? You know, you know, uh, you know so anyway, so it's, it's a running gag, but it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, but, and, and there's been a lot of Twitter storm about it. And it's just like, okay, give him a break. He was trying. Right. He had the right thought. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Saying, and hey. absolutely. If these guys would put a million dollars away of their first, you know, signing five bonus, signing and then bonuses, they lose anything, they don't, they get But cut. I don't know if they should be using 10%, uh, you know, it may be a little bit risky. A, or maybe that's not a realistic conservative assumption to right. use. And Mark, the rule of 72 and how it's misused is one of the things I want to talk, remind people about our fall planning classes. Um, we have 
September 18th at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights is the IRA and Roth planning class. Again, if you have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets, we're going to talk about the positives and negatives of these assets. Strategies you can use to minimize the overall tax um, impact. How minimum minimum required distribution can create more tax dollars for the government and what alternatives are available in designing your own distribution plan. Um, Costly mistakes, rules, misconceptions, Roth contributions versus Roth conversions and um, mistakes there as well. And, you know, there's we've talked on the show about, you know, missing a required minimum distribution. You know, we're going to talk about, you know, you can't commingle IRAs if you're doing a distribution husband and wife, even if you're the same age have minimum separate minimum required distributions you can't commingle and say i'm going to take 20,000 if you each say the minimum's 10 grand you take, can't take one from one spouse another thing that we keep running into that people ask is you can't commingle minimum required distributions from your company plans like 401k's and IRAs um and lots of those issues and um, we also have the retirement planning class on October 3rd at six o'clock in independence for retirees and people thinking about retirement. The classes are general strategies and concepts. You're more than welcome to come in for the free no obligation consultation by phone or in person. That's about your individual questions and concerns. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit the website financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. Well, I hope, though, at least, Carrie, the Browns players are listening more to Carl Nassib than they are to Michael Kendricks. Oh, is he the one that got in a little bit of trouble? Yeah. So Michael Kendricks, another Cleveland Brown, was past tense. (laughs) All right. Got a little trouble this week. Well, he's made public this week. It happened a number of years ago. But um, a little, you know, uh, insider trading incident. That's not good. No. Okay. Um, And supposedly FBI officials, as well as the Department of Justice, went after him. Mm -hmm. Okay. And said that he benefited in a tune of $1.2 million. Based on insider. But if he would have trading. just followed the rule of 72 that Carl said, really? he would have made up that difference in whatever amount of years based on the growth rate. So Michael is looking at, you know, if convicted, could face 25 years in prison and a $5.25 million 25 fine. years in prison and people who have like criminal, like, I'm not saying he's not a criminal, but violent criminals now don't even get 25 years. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I, saying you shouldn't have consequences. Yeah, I you can't should. imagine they would throw the book at him. I'm sure yeah. this is his first, first offense. Right. But I'm just saying, training. yeah, how, yeah. And you hear horror stories that and violent he, criminals don't even right. get close to that. And he, and he's saying, you know, he'll pay it all back. Right. Um, he's restitution. He's blaming it on his investment advisor. Okay. Okay. Who he says is a Harvard graduate working for Goldman Sachs. All right. Now, well, yeah. Now here you go. Right. Because everybody is so, you know, you hear a lot of investment advisors saying, oh, you better be working with a fiduciary. Mm-hmm. OK, we've heard that. Right. We're a fiduciary. You know? Right. Um, and but do you think this guy who graduated from Harvard and is working with Goldman Sachs, do you doubt that he was a fiduciary? No. no. OK, just because you are meeting the intentions of being a fiduciary doesn't mean right. you can't be a crook. 
Right. Just as if you don't have a fiduciary standard because of the way your business, you haven't had to get it. Right. Doesn't make you a crook. Correct. All right. So I'm getting a little tired about people are saying, you know, uh, but whatever, you know, right. we have the fiduciary standard. We've we've always had it before the Department of Labor was going to do it. And of course, Trump got into office and did away with the Department right. of Labor's rule and never really went to an effect. So now everybody's up in the arms today saying, oh, I don't know if my uh, planner is a fiduciary. Well, do you try? I mean, you know, the idea, that's why we're big on coordinated advisors. Right. Because you're less likely for something to happen if you have people talking to one another. Right. Because maybe, you know, you know, you would be if if, um, Michael was using a coordinated advisors, maybe some independent advisor in the room would tip him off and say, you know, you really can't be, you know, giving, you know, tickets away to your investment advisor in exchange for hot tips. Right. All right. Um, You know, and and kind of go from there. Right. right now, now, Mark, I don't know if you're gonna because we we talked about the Social Security today. Are you gonna? Um, we've we've had a f- group of clients that have gone to Social Security office. I don't know when you were gonna t- if we didn't yeah. get back to it. I wanted to make sure we did today. No, where, let's do it. Okay, that are because it's happened in the last couple months where we've had clients go to the Social Security office and maybe they're making an election. Well, yeah. Well, let's maybe. Okay. Oh, let's okay. So let's say they they follow the robot's recommendation and they're not going to start the Social Security at age seventy, right? Because you know they know, or they think they're going to live long enough, that, right? And they didn't need the income, and they deferred, so now they're getting the higher amount, eight percent per year. Where for else? Every, are you gonna, hey, maybe that's where you're going to get it. You know, that's eight percent guaranteed by the government now for every year you delay after your full retirement age, which is big for a lot of people and if you have a spouse your spousal will get the higher benefit if they're counting on the spousal benefit yeah that's a good point carrie because what the robot does if you're married and you know it's always chances are it's all if if you tell the robot that either you and or your spouse is going to get to age 90 the robot's going to you know try to probably recommend that the one who's got the higher social security benefit wait till age 70 because that's the higher benefit that will go on in survivorship. Mm-hmm. So the general rule is at the time of the first death, the lower Social Security benefit drops off. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people you know, forget about that. Right. So that's if you're good. concerned about that income replacement and, you're, and a lot of people come in and say, I want to make sure my spouse is okay, this is something you need to consider. Right. Or also, if you're saying, well, Mark, I don't think I'm going to, you know, dad says, I don't think I'm going to get to 90, so I don't want to wait to 70. And then we go back, yeah, but do you think your wife? And Oh, yeah, she's going to go a lot longer. Well, do you understand that if you wait to 70, that's a higher benefit for her forever? Right. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. See, the robot does know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, so now let's, so, but what we found now, by the way, um, you know, the, you know, the Social Security Department, well, not, you know, in the Social when the computers were written, you know, a number of years ago that could do all the calculations, you know, like the file and suspend right. and the restricted benefit. And then people were being making smart elections based on uh, a, a brilliant computer program that could crunch every single scenario in a matter right. of seconds. They were making the right elections. It was too good to be true. The government changed the rules. Right. Because they said, well, it's unfair because only the smart people are making the right elections. And they're not the ones who need the more money. It's the ones that don't have, you know, that don't know how to make the right elections who are starting at 62. They're getting less, and, and that's not unfair. So we're going to stop those other rules. But there's still, you know, there's still some, you know, um, 
if you're old enough, you get um, grandfathered. Right. Um, and other times, you still, though, it's still a matter of, you know, you know the computer still will work through the analysis. Um, now, but, but so here's what we're finding. So now a lot of people are going into Social Security when they turn 70. Right. And they're going in and they're saying, and, and all of a sudden, they're getting offered Instead of taking the higher 70 age benefit, they're slipped or they're offered, you know, by the way, Mrs. Smith or Mr. Smith, actually, based on, you know, we'll do a break here. We'll actually give you retroactive a lump sum because you could have started in the past. Mm -hmm. And we'll give you that money all right now. A upfront lump sum. Mm, That sounds good. Especially when that's. Fifty, sixty thousand dollars, right? That you weren't expecting. It's like a uh, like a hitting a big scratch off for the lotto. I mean, for some people, it sounds great. And you know, because you're thinking that was fifty thousand. We've had different ranges that people have been offered that I didn't have yesterday. So maybe I was planning a big trip or something else. It sounds great right. now, but and, and sometimes they get blinded by that big check that they're being waved in front of them, right? And they, but they, they forgot that that's now based though on the old lower benefit. Right. That means they're not going to get that higher amount at age 70. They're going to get their full retirement age monthly benefit. Or however back retroactively right. they went because it's a monthly calculation, right? Um, and so, you know, so it doesn't really change the break even analysis. Right. You know, it, you know, it gives you the money up front. But it's um, something to be aware of. Before you make a quick decision, you know, so those are the things that we look at um, and help people with the analysis and recommendations. And we've had a few people over the last couple months have called in with that issue, whether and we've had single people run into this or married. And if you want help with any of these financial issues, whether you're working or in retirement or come out to our educational classes at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Um, all right, here's our rock. I know this. Okay, you got Gloria Stefan. There you go. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think we had her CD. I'm so sure. You name it, the, the big hit that got her going. You know the name of the song? Is it Conga? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we're going to get, get the, turn up the dance lights, Eric, yeah. sound engineer extraordinaire. Party time weekend. You got it. You got was it, isn't she part parties? of a band too? Yeah. The Miami Sound Machine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which was the group. Then, right. Um, that she started with. Right. Um, and you get my clue about the cigars? I did not know. I was assuming Cuba because that's she Cuban. She was born Havana, Cuba. Okay, I, that's the only thing I know about a cigar is that Cuban cigars. <laughs> I are, thought, well, yeah, I mean, but, like, uh, uh, but I didn't know she was born in Cuba. Right. So, sixty-one years old. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah, and this, of course, launched her career, and you know, she had a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. She had quite a few. Um, right. So here's an example. So we had one couple, Carrie, come from the Social Security office, and they were offered the lump sum. Okay. Right. Now, so. If his his seventy, which he was waiting to start his age seventy benefit, was going to be two thousand eight hundred forty one dollars a month. Okay. Okay. He retroactively, okay, um, could have gotten a sixty seven thousand dollar lump sum. That's a chunk. 
All right. Um, now, so, but I said, yeah, but did they tell you what your ongoing monthly benefit would be if you take the retroactive payment? And he said, yes, it would be 4000 I'm sorry, 2425 So that's a $416 a month spread forever. Okay. That's a 5000 close to $5,000 a year spread forever. So depending on how long you think you're going to live. All right. So yeah, let's do a quick break even. You take the $67,000 lump sum, you divide it by the 4994 spread you're giving up, about 13 years. Okay. His wife was much younger than him. All right. And she's like, So it's not just about him. Because if he thought, hey, I have chronic health issues, I'm probably not going to make it. Right. But when you're thinking about someone else, and do they need the income and what are assets in the background? So, you know, that's where, yeah, that's fine. You know, you can, if you're going in, if you've waited to age 70, you're following the Susie Orman, you know, recommendation. And, but you go in and they either offer the lump sum retroactive to you, or you want to inquire about it and say just what it is. Right. You're, you know, you can do that. Just don't make a knee jerk reaction, you know. An be- excited reaction about the lump sum. Right. You know, because you don't have to make a decision that day. Mm-hmm. You could always, um, all right, Carrie, we only have a couple of minutes. I got to get the Burning Man. You know, um, the Burning Man, you know, mm-hmm. it's going out. In the, right. It's always, you know, Labor Day weekend. Um, I've talked about this before. You know, right. it, 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 it's it's kind really odd. It's kind of upper middle class. So there's some stats this year about who's going. Okay. Um, about $60,000 is the average um, income of the attendees. Okay. But there's a lot of very, you know, rich people go. But how many people go to this? 70,000. That's a okay. lot of people. Um, they're expecting 70,000. Um. You know, and it's been going on for a long, long time out in, you know, Nevada in the Black Rock Desert. All right. Um, And the idea is supposed to be like this big community thing, right? Right. Where everybody's, it's a sharing community. Like no money is exchanged. Okay. Now it's going to cost like you. Like a potluck? It's going to cost you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You ain't seen a potluck. Have you seen pictures, Carrie? No. This ain't no potluck like your parents took you to, honey. Yeah. And that's probably um, the only one I would go, yeah. But, you know, it's going to cost you $425 to go. Okay. That's the ticket price. And actually, it brings in about $37 million in its nonprofit endeavors. Wow. All right. Let's get it out of here. All right, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.